Hello everybody, my name is Grayson, and welcome for the first time to the Movie Muppets, the podcast where my sister and I talk about movies and all things pop culture. Joining me is internet celebrity personality, <laughs> Finley. Finley, are you excited to I'm be I'm very excited. You better be. Can you say something that you're not against your will? This is of your own, <laughs> this is of your own accord. Um... <laughs> Okay, today we're going to discuss the film Star Wars. This is this is a this great is start. This is a great start. Today we're going to discuss the film Star Wars: The New Hope. Also, at the end of the episode, Finley's going to reveal to me the movie we'll be watching next episode. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But before that, let's recap the news of the week. Okay, Finley, this is a bumper news, bumper week. Cut. <laughs> a bu- I'm I'm leaving that in. This is a bumper week for some news. Let me tell you. Okay, so big thing, big thing. Amazon. Are you familiar with the company of Amazon? I am. Okay, okay, good, good. Uh, so they bought MGM for $8.5 billion, right? Not That's sure m- where MGM is, but okay, Well, I'll cool. tell you. Good, okay. thing, good thing I can tell you. MGM <laughs> okay. owns a lot of properties, uh, mostly James Bond, the, the Bond property, correct? Yeah, I've seen one of those movies, I think. I've seen all Mission Possible. I don't remember asking, but I love it. <laughs> um, so... The new Bond film, and I say new, but it was filmed in 2018. It was supposed to be released in 2019. Oh, no, 2020, sorry. And then there was a big old, big old, big sick that big happened, sick. <laughs> and everything got delayed. Yep. It's called No Time to Die, but apparently there was some time to die, as in two years, <laughs> because it hasn't been released. <laughs> That's great, yeah. Uh, so, But it might be released on Prime now. James not Bond even, never dies, though, so. Well, I hope not. <laughs> so it might be released on Amazon Prime instead of going to theaters. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think they'd get a lot more money in theaters, obviously, but I think it'd be good so people can stay safe while being at home with, you know, COVID and stuff. So. I'm sorry, I've never heard of COVID. I've only heard it referred to as the big sick. The but big okay. sick, sorry. Next piece of news is, are you familiar with the character of Deadpool? I, you've talked about him a little bit, mm-hmm. but I've never actually, like, seen anything with him except for, wait, but, <laughs> <laughs> is it that the, the hallway scene or is that? No, that's Daredevil. <laughs> Same thing. Did, uh, have you, are you familiar with the character of Ryan Reynolds? I've heard Ry- of Ryan Reynolds He's a very Reynolds funny before. man. He plays Deadpool. He's yeah. the one he's all like, look at me. i got two swords. I'm funny. Yeah, you funny. Know? So the director of Deadpool, Tim Miller, said that a PG-13 film, Deadpool film, in the MCU might be coming. Mm. Because, you know, there's two Deadpool films, and they're both rated R. But that was before yeah. Disney bought Fox and all the X-Men, yeah. right? You with me? Yeah, right. So what are your thoughts on that? I think it's good because I know a lot of kids that like Deadpool... And I think they'll enjoy watching it without it being rated, rated R and all bloody gory and stuff. Yeah. So. No, I super I super agree. However, I think we're in the minority on this. I think a lot of people would be outraged if there was a PG-13 cut. Yeah, I would agree because it's, I know it's a lot of people that like... Just are all just, into that. Yeah, are all into that. But like, there's some want. great Deadpool comics, and I know a lot of kids read those and they can't yeah, go yeah, see an R movie. Or they can like get a kid on top of the other one's shoulders with a long trench coat and a, <laughs> yeah. and a fedora. That might happen. Okay, uh, here this is a special segment of the podcast called Re- a live review. Cruella, the film Cruella. The film Cruella de Villa. Uh-huh. The Rotten Tomatoes score has been revealed. Finley, would you like to know what this Rotten Tomatoes? Oh score yeah, is? what is it? I ho- I've oh, heard yeah. it's I'm, really good. I'm so. clicking on it. Here we go. Alrighty, we're finding Every, this everybody out. Everybody, like, get hyped! It's loading. We're finding this out right as we're recording. You know, a more professional podcast would actually just put this in <laughs> and looked it up prior, but no, we're doing no. it right now. So at the moment, Corella is sitting at a seventy-three percent on Rotten oh. Tomatoes, which is two percent less than being certified fresh. So apparently, it's good, right? 
apparently it's a little bit okay. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is kind of kind of harsh, I think, on some films, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think I think that's pretty good. Okay, rad, radical, my dude. Yeah. Okay, next piece of news is so Finley. The year is 1989. Okay. Yep. So right now? Ev- no, not right now. <laughs> So everybody's got a, a mullet, okay? Uh-huh. And you're going as a as a as a young young boy. You're going to see Batman 1989, starring Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah, I would never wear a mullet, but okay. Well, that'd be weird. So you haven't seen Batman 1989, correct? You've only no, I seen haven't. the sick dance sequence that yeah. I showed you of Joker <laughs> going to yeah. the art museum. It's amazing. But they're continuing it in comic book form because in Batman 1989, Harvey Dent who mm-hmm. becomes Two-Face, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. is played by the one... I love, I love the... Um, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I love that It's movie. amazing, yeah. So in the film Batman 1989, Billy Dee Williams, who played Lando Calrissian, which is a... It's from a small series called Star Wars. I don't know if you've heard of it. But he played Harvey <laughs> Dent, right? Who's the lawyer, or the yeah. DA, the district attorney, that becomes Two-Face. Yeah. But he hadn't become Two-Face yet. So in Batman, uh, Batman Forever, it is played by... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who's a different actor and also a different race because he's white. And so they just scrapped the Billy Dee Williams version. However, the comic continuation of Batman 1999 has just been revealed and it has Billy Dee Williams' Two-Face on the cover. And that's, that's pretty cool. cool yeah. that they're doing that. Yeah. So that's pretty that's cool. Because cool. I think Bill, I really wish I would really like to see Billy Dee Williams' yeah. uh, interpretation of it. I think there needs to be a little more of him. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. He's he's super. Because I feel like Joker is a star of like every single Batman type of movie. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Okay, so next next little. Bit Don't of, get me wrong, Joker is awesome. Joker but. is awesome. Uh, what do you what do you like about him most? Do you like his, do you like his green oily hair? Is that is that, uh, is that what yeah? I think like I should him? get that done on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I smile. His smile. <laughs> his smile is beautiful. That's very kind <laughs> of you. Speaking of oily hair, look at that transition, everybody. Oh. Uh, Craven the Hunter. Are you familiar with him? No. He's a Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man villain. Spider-Man. Okay? Okay. And basically he hunts the biggest game he can find and then one day he determines that Spider-Man is the ultimate prey, right? So, in the new Craven the Hunter spin-off movie that's produced by Sony, not in the MCU, in the Venom universe, right? Yeah. They have cast actor a- Aaron Taylor Johnson and you're like, "Question, who's that?" Let me tell you, Finley, and all the and all the kids at home. Yeah, Grayson, who's that? Aaron T- Aaron Taylor Johnson, my guy ATJ. ATJ, we're, we're yep. buddies, so I can call uh, ATJ. him ATJ. Yeah, he played Quicksilver in the MCU, not in Wandavision. That was a different man. The in Age of Ultron, and then he got oh. shot a bunch. He got real many bullets into yeah. his body. That guy, and I thought. That's a strange casting, but I think he's a good actor, so I think it'll work. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think his uh, performance in Age of Ultron was really good. I really liked his performance in that, so. So we'll wait with tentative hype, correct? Yeah, tentative hype. Tentative, tent, 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 okay. Cut it. Uh, <laughs> okay, CEO Bob Iger apparently approached Warner Media, Warner Bros, right? Yeah. About a merger back in 2016. You're like, Grayson, why do I care about this? Well, let me tell you why. Bob Iger is head of Disney, okay? Disney owns Marvel, correct? You know what mm-hmm. Warner Media owns? Warner Bros. Yes, which owns Batman oh. and all the other DC superheroes. So isn't that rad? Rad. So wouldn't it be cool if we had like a DC Marvel crossover? Wouldn't that be cool? Um. What are your thoughts on this? I don't know if I'd be a huge fan of that because okay. I feel like like they wouldn't do Star Wars in Marvel, you know? Yeah, uh-huh, they uh-huh. or they wouldn't do Star Wars in DC or mm-hmm, Justice mm-hmm. League and Star, you know? They wouldn't do that. So that's why. I feel like like those universes shouldn't cross 
because they're all just kind of their own universe, and I feel like it'd be kind of weird just to have those cro- like crossed because they're completely different. They're com- <laughs> they're completely different things. Everybody so. home, family, just viciously <laughs> slap the mic. If you hear a loud noise and you like cause you to drop your baby or something, it's Finley's fault. <laughs> Sorry, I'll pay for your yeah, hospital no, bills. No, no, you won't. We are very broke. <laughs> uh, the setup in here is quite ratchet, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Out. We have like three producers and assistants in here at all times. Jerry, yeah. my man over there, do you see him? Oh yeah, hey Jerry. He's behind mm-hmm. the one-way glass. Yeah. He's, he's giving us a thumbs up. Yeah. He's our producer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so the rise of Skywalker director jj abrams yeah, right you're familiar, abrams, with yeah, the, familiar with the jj abrams as, as i call him yeah he directed mission possible 3 lost mm-hmm. the force awakens the new star trek movies mm-hmm. pretty famous dude pretty famous dude pretty, pretty famous dude he's a, a little bit controversial people sometimes think that he's you know he's kind of a hack uh i think he's all right i think he's definitely made some good work yeah but a very interesting clip came out this week saying that in an interview with Collider, J.J. Abrams said that uh, the Star Wars sequels definitely lacked a plan, and that has taught him something. So, Finley, yeah. before I speak on this, because I have many opinions, what do you think? Um, I don't know, because J.J. Abrams has created a lot of good movies, so I think no matter what he does, he should just have everything in his own hands to, you know. I agree, and, okay, okay. I, I, mean, I like you see how Star- much of big hits all these movies are, so. I like the Star Wars sequels, yeah. okay? I Don't get me wrong, I I think there are some good ideas in them, but overall, I think they, they kind of failed as their own trilogy, yeah. and I think that's because they tried to apply the MCU formula of bringing a new director every time, yeah. and then that just that just kind kinda, of fell apart. Because yeah. in episode Cause 7... Because one director is better than the other, or one director is worse. It just has you know? different just, ideas, yeah. maybe. But, uh, so, J.J. Abrams directed episode 9, I mean, episode 7 of Star Wars, right? Yeah. And then they passed it off to this man named Ryan Johnson, right? Yeah. In episode 8. And then in episode 9, they were going to have this guy named Colin Trevorrow, but then they, re- they re-put in J.J. Abrams for episode 9. So, he directed two out of the three, but the one in the middle had different ideas than what J.J. thought. Because yeah. you can totally see that, because Snoke, who was brought up as the main villain in episode seven and you like he's a new emperor character right and like he's yeah. he's really made to be a big deal in episode eight do you remember what happens in episode eight finley to snoke no i haven't seen a lot of star wars so well snoke gets bisected in half he gets cut in half yeah. by you remember in the throne room scene and then kylo and ray team up and beat up all the praetorian guards the red guys sure remember that? oh yeah the, the ones that look like the uh energy drink and guys the one that looks like the yeah what's that called i don't know it was, Cut, it was we're cutting this okay. we're cutting this okay. it's fine. so yeah he just basically came out and said that he lacked a plan and he should have had a plan for it and i totally agree so i just thought that was really interesting uh justice league star jason momoa a great dude he played aquaman yeah right? he wrote aquaman 2 story treatment and uh james wan is going to finish it so i don't really understand what that means because jason momoa to my knowledge is not a writer so that's I mean, good for yeah. him writing the first story treatment for Aquaman 2, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, good good on I like Jason Momoa a lot. I think he's a yeah, very talented actor. I think he's a very talented actor. Oh, right, here's a really... This is really cool. Batman Caped Crusader animated series in the works for Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, and Bruce Timm. So, Matt Reeves, Finley, he's directing the upcoming The Batman movie with mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah. Or is... Yeah. And uh, then you got J.J. Abrams, who we just talked about. Yeah. He's probably a good director or maybe not who knows uh and bruce tim finley who you don't know but he was 
pretty much the mastermind behind the Batman the Animated Series, which is a, a very much beloved animated series in the 90s, yeah. right? And I'll show you the poster, and it looks pretty stylized. This is, this is the poster. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before on, like, I don't know, like, some kind of ad before. And I think it looks really good because it looks like someone had painted it mm -hmm. or, like, someone drew it, and I really like that feel because that's kind of how it, the vibe gives me. <laughs> I don't know. The vibe gives me, like, a super comic-y kind of vibe. Yeah. The vibe is comic-y, everybody. She said <laughs> yep. it. She's done it. That <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Okay, so uh, the new there's an upcoming Green Lantern HBO Max series, right? Uh, and they have cast Jeremy Irvine for Alan Scott. Okay, Alan Scott, if you don't know, everybody at home, I know you don't, Finley, unless you've yeah, secretly been reading 1940s Green Lantern comics. No, I haven't. Uh, he was the first Green Lantern way back in the day in the golden age of yeah. superheroes. And... So they cast this guy named Jeremy Irvine. What are your thoughts on that? For this character that you knew nothing about until 30 seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I really don't know because... <laughs> Would you be interested in watching a Green Lantern series or no? Is it not for you? Not for me, I don't think. Because I've seen a little bit of Green Lantern before and it just doesn't appeal to me okay. as much as like a Marvel movie would. Yeah, yeah. Or like, fine. yeah. I hope, like it, I hope it's going to be good. You know? Yeah, yeah. I definitely hope it's... Um, the Suicide Squad, this is really... I actually told you about this prior... The Suicide Squad, the upcoming James Gunn film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He teases a four-minute Harley Quinn action sequence. Yeah. That's the biggest stunt of his career. And he said, and he quoted, he's, been, he's quoted as saying that it's his favorite four minutes of shot ever in all of his movies. Which is crazy, so it might be, it must be really good because he has good movies. James know? Gunn is a genius. It's okay? James Gunn, I mean. He's had his controversies, definitely, but he, he's a, he, that man can direct a movie, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, that's exciting, isn't it, Finley? Very, yeah. Um, okay, here's some Star Wars news. My favorite kind of news, everybody. Yep. Uh, well, this actually is kind of negative note. But Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, which is an upcoming Disney Plus series, is no longer an active development, which is reported oh, by wow. Variety. So, there's very few Star Wars properties that have been in development and then suddenly canceled. You I know, know Star Wars Detours is one of those way back in 2013. You know, I thought Star Wars was done after the last movie, but no, they uh, just keep on. What a fool Finley is, everybody. I'm whispering so she can't hear me, but gosh, her <laughs> brain cells. What, what'd you say about me? <laughs> um, okay, so Ant-Man 3, right? It's called Quantumania. Oh, yeah. I like the Ant-Man. I, I think I've seen only Ant-Man 1, mm. but I'm not sure. So the star Evangeline Lilly, who plays the Wasp, she's really great. Yeah. Teases her first that she's read the script in an Instagram post, and she tagged Corey Stoll. And now, family, who is Corey Stoll? I hear you asking. Corey Stoll played the Yellow Jacket in the first Ant Man, which is the the villain of it. In that movie, he gets shrunk, real real small, real yeah. small. If you remember with the the Thomas the Train action sequence in the very end. <laughs> yeah. And so many have theorized that he'll be returning, which is pretty cool. Do you want to speak on that? Uh, I don't really know much about him uh -huh. because you just told me who he was about ten seconds ago. So I can't really speak on it if some on something that I don't know much about. But I hope it'll be good. Okay, well then I'll speak on it since <laughs> you have added nothing to this conversation. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think Yellow Jacket is one of the weakest Marvel villains, and I really would love for him to come back and like actually have some character development. Yeah, I haven't heard much of Yellow Jacket before. I've heard of the Wasp, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah. I haven't really heard much of a Yellow Jacket because everyone doesn't really know about a Yellow Jacket yeah. as a bug or as a character, you know. So wow, what a what a conclusion you've drawn there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I know in the Falcon the Winter Soldier series that we both watched that Zemo 
Helmet Zemo in the show, he was a former Marvel villain who, he was, he's definitely, he wasn't weak in Civil War at all. He yeah. was very scary. But they definitely built on that character in a very interesting way when mm-hmm. they brought him back. So what did you, you think about Zemo and Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, I haven't, yeah, I think he's good, but I haven't really seen, I know I say this for a lot, but I'm not, I don't watch this kind of stuff, so I haven't really seen I haven't really seen. You've just much seen of it. some. Yeah, I've just seen it, right? a little bit. He seems cool, cool cat, you know. Yeah, cool so. cat. Okay, the verdict's in. Finley thinks he's a cool cat. That <laughs> man who tried to murder all the Avengers and blew up the UN. Pretty Is that rad. what you're about? Is that what you're about? No, Finley? I'm about his cool actions oh, and cool. not and his accent, his, of course. Not his personality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. so this is interesting because we're both a fan of this this franchise. Is Indiana Jones five? Yeah. Okay, you've seen Indiana Jones one, uh-huh. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Can I've you seen that. Briefly talk about that. I love that because, so it just it's surprising. You know, it has a whole bunch of surprises. It's a mystery, both action in it, but it's not like a Mission Impossible. You see, it's just like a jungle theme, but like not not as I don't know. It's just weird. It's good though. It's it's a good adventure like romp. Ve- it's a yeah, good it's romp. a good adventure type movie to watch if you're into adventure and mysteries. So. so some plot details have been revealed that Indiana Jones in space? Question mark. What? Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be a fan of that. It kind of ruins the whole vibe. So apparently it'll be take place in the 1960s because Indiana Jones four took place in the night uh, the 1950s, right? With yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf just Shia LaBeoufing about and that was that was no good so hopefully Indiana Jones 5 would be good but so apparently in in the 19th here's some history everybody history's for nerds but here we go I'm gonna give you some history uh, in the 1960s, this uh, Cold War was very rampant. Vietnam was happening. In 1969, uh, the space race kind of reached a climax when America sent a, the first manned spaceship to the to the moon, and so that's what uh, the scriptwriters are thinking. Is mm. it's around that time? So that's interesting because you know, Indiana Jones he's always about punching a Nazi. You know, he met Hitler yeah. in the third <laughs> one, and that's yeah. pretty rad, I guess. Uh, so a Quiet Place Part Two, which is a horror movie. That uh, we probably won't see. <laughs> probably not. But I cannot. Uh, the star of it, Emily Blunt, who is played Mary Poppins. You you saw Mary Poppins, right? Oh yeah, I saw Mary. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So she that's her, and she is the wife to John Krasinski, who played Jim from The Office, right? Oh yeah, I've seen like an episode of The Office, but I haven't. I didn't really pay attention. I'm starting to, to think it. that you don't pay attention to anything in the whole world. I really don't. <laughs> but uh, so they're actually married in real life. And a lot of people for years have been fan casting them as Reed Richards and Sue Storm from the Fantastic Four. That's Mr. Fantastic and the yeah. Invisible Woman because they both look like them and I think mm-hmm. they're both good actors. But apparently in an interview has surfaced with Emily Blunt saying that she isn't actually a huge fan of superhero movies. That's that's surprising. I know. And uh, so I mean you think she would because I mean Well also they'd give her a fat paycheck for that <laughs> and I think she'd like that. But that's imagine really getting a fat paycheck for I, your work. I I couldn't imagine that for sure. <laughs> I can neither. Not in this economy or no, not sorry at all. to get political everybody. <laughs> anyway, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so here here's the probably the biggest news of the week is the Eternals trailer, Finley. We oh, both yeah. watched it. Grayson has been, all week, has been saying, you know, I'm really hyped for that Eternals trailer, and I'm like, Grayson, you said that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what'd you think of it? I thought it was good. It it has a very nature vibe, you Yeah, know? it's almost like a nature documentary. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what it's going to be, actually. It's two yeah. hours of a yeah. nature documentary. Grayson, you can't be sarcastic when people can't see you. Oh, right, <laughs> it's right. hard to tell. That's true. Man, Anyways. thank goodness people can't see us. Bunch of real uggos in this room. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, back on topic. Yeah, uh, I think it was good. I think it's going to be really good. What, who's, who's the girl actor in it? Jimmy Chan. Oh, yeah. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, plays Thena. Yeah. Which is the cousin of Thanos. Did you know that in the comic books? I, I didn't know that. They actually. look just alike, don't they? <laughs> I got you, Very. Angelina Jolie. If you're listening, I just roasted you. No, you're, you're lovely. You're, you're a great actress. We can even get one download, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that's... I, I think it's super cool. I, know I think a lot it's of pe- cool, too. I know a lot of people are criticizing it as being kind of slow. And yeah. Uh, but I think... But they I haven't seen the movie, have they, huh? No, they haven't. You just got it. You got them all. <laughs> I got all them all. All those Redditors you just roasted. I got them all, yeah. But I think it's super great. And Chloe Zhao, the director, actually just won an Oscar for Best Picture for a movie. Oh, uh, yeah. So they... And this movie was supposed to be released, like, almost a year and a half ago but there was a there was a big sick and it got big delayed sick, again yeah. yeah it's coming out but in it November. might get more money it could get money in theaters or it could get more money this way so people don't have to get out there well it's, it's not going to streaming it's, it's not it's going to be released in theaters so they're really banking on everything well, that's going good on. that's good i think i like movie theater movies because i haven't seen one of those in about a good two years it's been, so. yeah it's been a hot minute let me tell you yeah Okay, and that is all the news for this week that I saw. If there was any other, please email us and uh, yell at me for not getting all the news. Yeah. So, Finley, the year is 1977. Is it now? It is. Okay. Uh, we are both not alive. Age no. Age reveal, everybody. Age reveal. <laughs> there's, a, there's a small movie. You might not have heard of it. It's called Star Wars A New Hope is released. Yeah, I have heard of it because I just watched it. Oh, dude. what? Dude, that's wild because <laughs> I watched podcast, it. That's so. crazy. It's crazy. Actually, it was not called A New Hope at the at the original. It was just called The Star Wars, and that's pretty rude. Yeah. yeah. So, Finley, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, like massive Star Wars fan. Now, Finley, you ha- you're a little bit different on this subject. Um, I'm a little bit different. I am not into Star Wars that much, but I am willing to open my mind up to it and watch a few movies just for a podcast, not for my happiness. So... <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. So, Finn, let's do general thoughts first. I assume everybody's seen it. Obvious spoilers ahead. So, Finn, what what, what are your general thoughts? I thought it was a lot better than I... Like, it was a lot better than I thought. I was expecting me to hate it and cry. Mm -hmm. But I ended up not doing that. So, that's exciting. Well, that's good to know because... I I think this is one of the greatest movies of all time, if not the greatest movie of all time. Oh, yeah. So let's let's go in depth into reviewing it now. So we we took some notes during the movie. Uh-huh. Let's just let's talk about it. All right. So first off, I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on the uh, opening crawl of the film that that starts before every Star Wars film except for the spinoffs. What are your thoughts on that crawl? I I thought it was really cool because it start the movie starts off with just straight up ships like flying right in like right into this. Uh, shot, you know, just completely going, mm-hmm. which is but, crazy because those ships are mini, mini figures. So mini figures, not mini figures, miniatures, like miniature ships. Oh, miniatures! Yes, yeah, you're right. Which is yeah, crazy because they later. look real. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, what do you think of the actual text of the opening crawl? Do you, like, do you think that's a fun novelty to have, or, or or do you not like it? Do you not like to read before the beginning of the movie? I think it's a great way to start off the movie, so you can get a little bit of context to uh, what's about to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I think it's cool how every single movie has the exact same, like, kind of intro, just a different storyline, which I think is pretty mm-hmm. cool. No, I 100% agree with that. And it's actually a reference to the Flash Gordon movies, or yeah. serials of the 1950s. And I think yeah. that's, a, that's a good homage. The cinematography in this movie is unbelievable, just like with the two sons and the first scene, even. Mm-hmm. Just, there's a lot of good cinematography in, in this, and I 
really appreciate that. You're really milking that word cinematography (laughs) after I taught you it. Yeah. At the dinner table, Finley would be like, yeah, look at all the cinematography, Look at all the cinematography. (laughs) Cinematography. The the cinematography. Is that what you say? (laughs) No. Anyways, uh, I really really appreciate that since this movie was slapped together so fast. Yeah, it was definitely a trouble production. Even George Lucas didn't think it was going to work. And then it became a massive hit, to say the least. So, I gotta get this out of the way. The the music in all oh, of the yeah. Star Wars films is produced music. by John Williams, who's just... Brilliant. Brilliant. He's a genius, okay? And I know it's talk to death, but the music is... It's amazing. He's a, I could never do that, and I'm not musically talented whatsoever. I can't imagine how he does it. I can't either. It's crazy. Like, okay, you don't even, like care about the orchestral music but in the movie it's it's crazy though to think that he just does that with just him you well know? he's got a whole orchestra behind well, him. i know but he's the one that creates oh i know it that he like, has these ideas and yeah. so in so many different ideas too because he scores all of them except for how the, many star the wars songs are there star wars music more than four <laughs> <laughs> nine movies worth how about that? All right. And there's about, like, good 20 billion songs in each movie. Yeah, so. about. Round it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Round up to 20 billion. Yeah. So, Finley, I'll ask you about the opening scene is obviously the the Star Destroyer and then the Tantive mm-hmm. Four being chased, right? Yeah. And then eventually the Stormtroopers, they get it in a tractor beam, right? And yeah. they blow the door up and all the Stormtroopers come in and beat up all the, all the Rebel soldiers, right? Yeah. So... What did you think of Darth Vader's entrance and that whole scene in general? That was great because think about... You don't know that Darth Vader's about to enter. So it's just the tension on, like, who's going to die, who's going to enter, you know, Mm. who's going to, you know, all that. And it's funny, though, because a lot of the guys, when Darth Vader comes out... Well, anyways, I think it's it's funny when Darth Vader comes out here, he's choking everyone, you know. Yes, he is. Oh, he did choke... uh, uh, rest in peace, Ramus Antilles, the captain of the Tantive well, Four. Rest in peace. When he chokes and everyone's trying to run from him, guys are just falling. <laughs> They're just falling without even getting touched. Finley was so, quick to notice uh, all the flopping that was going on. Let it me was tell you. funny though, because that was just constantly. Yeah. You could see everyone falling and just the quick flop, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the flop of him was just. Some, who's I need to clarify. Ramus Antilles, yeah. Cap- captain Antilles. Finley yeah. was a big fan of when he was choked and then thrown and at then the wall. And then just thrown at the wall and just tried to completely Just like just a pancake, just thrown against the wall. Yeah. Just a good slap there. A good there. slap. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? This was a big deal because there were... We, our first main protagonists, are two robots. One that can't even speak English. I know. So what do you think about that? That was a big deal at the time. I know. It's crazy because one, it just beeps, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Just beeps. And then the other one is kind of like British or whatnot. It's kind of like British. <laughs> it's just like British, you know? Yeah. I, um, it's so just crazy because like, they're the main characters at the start. And then they don't even have human faces, yet we care so much about their journey, and we hope they survive on yeah. the Tatooine deserts, you know? I want to talk about Darth Vader's outfit, like his costume. Oh, his fit check? Are his we doing a fit, fit check, check, everybody? Yeah. Okay. I, his helmet is really cool, I think, but there's... A lot of fingerprints, and it's a little bit dirty and musty, you know, a little rusty. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this this is because uh, 
it was it was you know it was George George Lucas had done two films for that THX one one three eight and American Graffiti yeah but this was definitely his first huge film that he did and, and he thought it was gonna fail so I yeah, doubt they everybody cared. did I thought I thought they didn't care as much you know mm-hmm. about and how it, it definitely improves in even the next movie Empire Strikes Back yeah it improves Vader suit it's a lot is exceptional yeah yeah but his his suit is pretty cool yeah, yeah I, like I definitely agree and it's amazing that you instantly know he's the villain without him even yeah. saying anything or doing anything. yeah you instantly know oh he's the one that's gonna ruin everything some would say that that's because he's wearing black and he's very tall but <laughs> so what okay speaking of vader what do you think of his presence and his voice which is given by the great uh, james earl jones in the body performances by david prowse it's great because I honestly, Grayson had to tell me this. I had no clue that he wasn't the actual one in the costume. James Earl Jones. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. No, and it, it just completely surprised me. Because I noticed though, every time he was talking, you could still hear the breathing while he was talking. This is something Finley pointed out. Yeah. I did point this out because, you know how his classic breathe is like. <laughs> is that how it goes? I had, I didn't know. Thank you for telling me. You just all of these all of our listeners Cut are it. now amazed. Cut I'm not it. cutting that. I'm not cutting that's that's staying in. Okay. You know, like that. So, but while he was talking, he was still making that exact noise. So it was overlapping each other. Yeah. Which is kinda funky but Funky but in a good way. Funky yeah. fresh. That's how you funky think of Vader, fresh. right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Along with Vader, what do you think of the overall costume design in this movie? It's pretty good, to be honest. I really like it. It's unique. It's, you know... Do you have a famous costume? Or, I mean, not a fam... Sorry. Do you have a favorite costume from this movie? A favorite costume? Um, I'm a big fan of Luke's yellow jacket he gets at the oh, end. Yeah. I think that's pretty <laughs> oh, rad. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to have to say Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, A lot of people iconic. would say that, but, like, yeah. it's just... It's also, just it, really you know? love uh, Leia's white princess oh, gown. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's super, super cool. I also love um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's robe. Because that, that's yeah. that's. I do want to speak about that, and we're I was gonna get this later, but I'll just do it now. Obi Wan's like, okay, so the Empire is chasing me, right? I'm I'm on the run, right? Yeah. I'm a former Jedi, and so Obi Wan, he goes to Tatooine. He's like, okay, Anakin, this is where he's from. He knows this place. How do I disguise myself? Hmm. Should I wear any other clothes besides Jedi robes? Nope. Nope. Just. Should I change my name? Yes. I'll change it to Obi Wan Kenobi. To Ben Kenobi. I know. Basically, nobody knows who he is, even and though he just changes Obi Wan. What's Obi-Wan the crazy thing is later, Kylo Ren yep. is named Ben. Do you think that no. was a coincidence, Billy? <laughs> no. It wasn't. It, it was not. I'm not Cut doing it. I'm not cutting it. I'm not cutting it. Okay. Uh, okay, also, there's a rare, uh, rare stun, stun feature advertised by the Stormtrooper. He shoots Princess Leia. Do you remember that? She falls to the ground. The stun feature, it's a, it's a oh, yeah. blue circle. I bet a lot of people weren't expecting that because it's such a little... We don't see that hardly ever in Star Wars, I the know. stun feature. If you, if you, okay, if listeners at home, if you guys are big fans of the stun feature, go watch the Clone Wars arc uh, that where Ahsoka's being hunted down. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, it's just a, a stun palooza up in there. And that's crazy because a lot of times the the bad characters in the move, in movies, they don't, they're the ones that get hurt. But while in this movie, the but first person to get Ex- ho- yeah, hurt yeah. is Leia. That's a really which good is point. Crazy, I think. Cause... Let's talk about something a little bit, little bit controversial here. Okay. There is some CGI oh. that has been kind of <laughs> smeared on the top of this movie. Just a little bit. What are your thoughts? Before I talk about this, because I have some opinions, what do you think about this? Mm, 
So, I know this movie was thrown together really fast, and plus it was back in 19-something. 77. 77. Can't even remember that. That was like 100 years ago, right? Right. Anyways, it's just not... It's not it. it there's it's like not some it? Weird... Is that your quote? It's not it. It's not it, Chief. It's George not Lucas, it. we're coming after you. <laughs> you amazing man. The CGI, you can just tell it's fake. And they could have used props, but then again, it was thrown together quickly. Well, the only... Because this was... It was re-added... In the, after in the post production, right? no way after in the mid two thousands, George oh. Lucas went back and added it for it, which I don't think he it. should have done. Because think about it, you know the scene where R two D two goes to the rock to hide, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he goes through the goes inside the rock, yeah. not inside the rock, but behind like, the rock, behind the rock, yeah. and then there's a rock added there next. There's uh-huh. no way he could have fit in between the little. Uh, this rock and the other rock. There's no way he could have fit in there to hide. So. Well, see, you don't know this because you're just you're just a fool. But what happened actually was R2 used pin particles from Ant Man and oh. shrunk real small and went behind him. That's what happened. That's a oh. deleted scene. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. just a fool. No, I hundred percent agree though. Yeah. The only that see that doesn't bother me as much. What no, really I, I bothers really think me? People like like Grayson are the only people who could like pick that out. Like huge Star Wars fans, you know, could. Pick yeah. that out in the movies. What but. does bother me, however, is when Luke, Obi Wan, R two, and three PO are going into Mos Eisley, and it, that CGI dewback just walks in front of them, and the screen for a solid two seconds is just filled with the side of a green CGI mm-hmm. dewback. And I'm why? That's such a pretty shot when I know. Luke, Obi Wan, three PO, and R two come into Mos Eisley, and then that's right before Obi Wan mind tricks the stormtrooper. You know, one scene that is a- particularly egregious. <laughs> sure. Okay. One scene that is particularly egregious. There you go. Is that the word? Good, good work. Good okay. Work. Good vocab, everybody. Uh, is that when they were at the bar, or what is it? The bar, yeah. You right. When they were yeah. at the bar. I mean, we wouldn't know what the bar is, though, because we don't drink, right? No. Okay. Anyways. I see um, what you do. I see what you do after school. <laughs> okay, so I think I know what Finley's trying to say. Luke is at the bar yeah. next to Obi-Wan. And Dr. Evazon in Panda Baba. Panda Baba is the aqualish oh. with the orange jacket on. Yes. And he gets his arm chopped off. Panda Baba. Yes. Yeah. He gets his arm chopped off. But when the arm falls on the ground and the shot shows, first of all, it's the complete wrong arm. It looks like a bear with a jacket on. Yeah, except Panda Baba's yeah. arm, yeah. And Obi-Wan, in the, the shot just prior to that, Obi-Wan had cut off Dr. Evazon's arm. And then yeah. on the floor, Panda Baba's arm was there. But there's also another interesting... Which is, there's blood coming out of the arm when usually... Well, actually, all the time... Literally every single Literally everything, every single time, the lightsaber fries the... Fries like the slit. Fries like a French yeah. fry, yeah. <laughs> I'm, no. It's called cauterize. When it cauterizes... I'm a professional doctor. Sorry. Yeah. Cauterizes the arm, there's no blood that comes out. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. And it... I think it's a fun little little movie behind the scenes. A little goof. It's, yeah. They're called little goofs. Little goofs. I um. That was an alternate name for this podcast. Was little goof. Little goof. No, squad. it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I wrote down an interesting piece of trivia that the dewback was actually uh, mirrored off of Finley's face in real life. So that's pretty good, everybody. <laughs> okay. That was a joke. I got you though. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> so I do want to say though. I, I wonder if they had shot multiple scenes with a different character. 
like Obi-Wan cut off Ponda Baba's arm. Instead. Then, yeah. And that's a, why. It's not a bad thought. And they yeah. accidentally put in that yeah. clip instead mm-hmm. of the right clip. Definitely. Definitely could be it. Uh, I just wrote in my notes, Mark Hamill equals great. Mark mm. Hamill. He's, he's just great. He he's, is. He's amazing. He's a great He breathes actor. so much life into this movie. He really does. If I would say if he, him, Han Solo, and Luke weren't in this movie, it'd be a complete bust. Oh, 100%. Those, I mean, those characters are only so iconic because of their it's actors. It's crazy that they decided to go do this when they thought it was going to be a low, like, type of movie. They didn't know they, the success it would be. Yeah, and they just were like, hmm, maybe we'll just go do this, you know, to get some money. Just for memes, you know. That's what Mark Hamill said, just for memes. Just That's for his memes. famous quote. I think Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, their death is really it's, quite harrowing. Yeah, it's really, uh, what's that word? Big sad? Is that what you're looking no, for? No, it's uh, graphic. Oh, graphic. It's, it's yeah. really graphic. I mean, Uncle Owen Owen's body mm-hmm. is literally just laying on the ground while mm-hmm. everything's fire. Just on fire. It's, you know, yeah. it's crazy. When we watched that, uh, Finley had to jump behind the couch in fear because she was too scared of the skeletons. I actually didn't. <laughs> Grayson did, so. Oh, that was me, wasn't it? <laughs> that I was remembered that. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh, another thing I want to say. The mm-hmm. kids' Jawas, that's, act, like, the Jawas, how they're so little, they're actually just little kids. Yeah, they're It's adorable. crazy. It's so cute. I'm a big fan of the Jawas. Because that whole scene, you think it's going to be pop out, it's going to be like some scary, like the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. But then it's just, oh, it's just little, it's just little, little Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh, the two sons scene. Oh, I, I was just about to. I was just about to talk about yeah, that. I just want to say that scene is magnificent. It is amazing. As I talked about the cinematography, it that is the definition of cinematography. 100%. I if agree. If you look up cinematography on Google, that should it'll be, be there. It'll be a picture. It'll be a it'll picture. Be of the two sons. And it'll upload a virus in your phone and then it won't work. The only movie you can play on your phone is A New Hope now. Yep. That's what happens. That's that, confirmed. That's it. That's canon, if you will. The music in that scene make, makes you want to cry. It You're does. Just like, it just oh. makes you like, wow. Mm. That, that, wow. Very beautiful. Also, the script, the scripture. The scripture. No, the script. The hieroglyphics. The lines. Okay. And the script in this movie is amazing. I think because the dialogue, you mean? The dialogue. Okay, yeah. I like scripture. Like how Obi Wan Kenobi's famous line is "Hello oh, there." He you says know? "Hello there." He does the reference. And then notice, which I know this is meant for to be in the movie, "Hello there, old friend." He says to R two D two. Correct. So. I just think that's cool and cute because, I mean... Because it's a callback to yeah. Revenge of the Sith. When he, when he jumps down and there's, like, a million battle droids, yeah. and he's like, oh, should I say something cool? Yeah. And he's like, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Is that how he said it? <laughs> hello there. Um, um, the wipe trenches, the transitions, oh, yeah, the uh-huh. wipe, those are classic. They ended up stopped doing the, the I think the lightsaber effects in this whole movie, it's, is, it's groundbreaking. ILM, obviously, Industrial Light and Magic, was, which was the effects company that George Lucas pioneered. It, it's amazing what they've done in this movie. Yeah. Did you like the little the little shout out Obi Wan gave the Clone Wars and when he was giving the the lightsaber to Luke back then, Finley we were like the Clone Wars. What's that? What? Oh yeah. What was that? What's yeah. that about? Yeah. Then they come up with this super amazing animated series mm-hmm. that I will force Finley to watch every single episode, um, all seven seasons. She'll love it. A lot of people pronounce like the Millennium Falcon, Falcon. When in the movie, everyone pronounces it Falcon, uh-huh. which I th- I just th- I had no clue until I watched this movie. So was that so important? You had to write it down and bring it up in our podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm cutting that. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it. You know, one thing I do really like about this movie, and I think it's only superseded once in the next movie, Empire Strikes Back, 
with Yoda is the force, the explanation of the force. Obi-Wan says it's an energy field that surrounds us, it bind, it uh, surrounds us, penetrates us, and it binds the galaxy together. And I, that's my second favorite explanation of the force. I think that's super cool. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was pretty epic. Finley gives it... Oh, I want to talk about Alderaan blowing up because that Tarkin was that. a jerk. <laughs> He was just a straight-up Pinocchio liar. His nose is growing as long as an elephant's tusk. Wow, it was okay. long. So, so why specifically do you think Tarkin's a jerk? Well, he told Princess Leia, even though Princess Leia did lie, uh, that he Her wasn't... Her nose was super long, too. They had mashing noses. <laughs> Not as long as his. No. Anyways, but she rocks it, so... Yeah, slay queen, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> right. Okay, uh... Tarkin is is a terrifying villain. He is. You think that him or Darth Vader would be the main villain? Yeah, a lot of people consider Tarkin the actual main villain in this movie, and Vader's really just a lackey of his. Yeah. But uh, here's a fun little trivia fact for you: Peter Cushing, who who played Tarkin, right? Uh And he actually wore slippers instead of the Imperial boots in all the scenes that were shot from the waist up because he thought they were uncomfortable. So wow. that's less scary, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that is. <laughs> just imagine that. In a I, that's in my canon. Yeah, Tarkin just wears slippers, and everybody's too afraid of him to, yeah. to say anything. He could be maleficent. He has great cheekbones. He has so. great cheekbones, doesn't he? Angelina Jolie. Well, we've tied it all together, Finley. It's all. We, it's all. It's all. <laughs> They're the exact same person. Here's another thing I like about that bar sequence with Obi Wan is that he actually t- talks to Doctor Evazon after Doctor Evazon yells at Luke, "You'll be dead." Mm-hmm. Obi Wan says. Here, come, let me buy you a drink. And then, of course, Dr. Evazon pulls a blaster on Luke. And then Obi-Wan cuts his arm off. Yeah. That's a reference to, like, the Clone Wars, where Obi-Wan is very much... He tried to negotiate with people. Yeah. Right? Like, if he's any other Jedi, they probably would have just cut his hand off and been done with it. But yeah. he's like, well, come on, let's let's be civil about this. Um, I, was, I want a question for you, Grayson. Oh, because I don't know what the buttons or the little tags or something on the Imperial's... Imperial? Imperial. The Empires. The Tarkins. The Tarkins. Lapel. Oh, what, yes. What are the, the little... Imperi- the little buttons the on little all buttons. the Imperial offices. Yeah. Well, okay, here it is. It's very... They're all different, right? Or they're most all of them different. are different. I saw, like, four blue ones or, like, you know, yeah. something like so that. So Tarkin, he's got, like, I don't know. I don't know the exact number. It's, like, mm-hmm. four red ones, four blue ones, and then, like, three yellow ones. Yeah. It tells their rank in the oh. Imperial Army. So Tarkin, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe the four blue ones or something means lower class. Because um, Tarkin, he had, like, a lot. Exactly. He had, like, three or and two or three And he's rows. a grand moff. He's a grand moff, which is pretty much the highest you can be, even higher than grand admiral. Yeah. Which there's only 12 grand admirals. And one of them being Thrawn, who I'm a big fan of his work, everybody. Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn, blue guy is real, real rad. So, also... Like we can't. A great. Why are you gonna interrupt me like sorry, that? Sorry. A great homage I do want to point out is in another movie, Ray Finn and Ray and Finn were hiding under the floors when I noticed because I didn't. I've never seen Star Wars before that. Um, they did that because Han and Chewie in like did too, which I didn't know that. And then I picked that. I was like, wow, that was a great homage. You know? Yeah, it's a good. It's a good homage. So I we can't go back. We can't. We can't skip over. The amazing man that is Han Solo and Harrison Ford. We can't. Now, Finley has a little bit of a controversial opinion. I yeah. love this man, but Finley, please explain. Okay, so I I like this man. Don't get me wrong. 
he's just a little bit of a negative Nancy in this movie, <laughs> I want to say. He just is. He thinks everything is awful, and then he calls Leia names, even though they end up getting married. Oh, what a spoiler. spoiler You've spoiled I me. I know. But, yeah. I just... He's just a little bit of What do you think Nancy. of his arc in this movie? Because at the beginning, he starts like he's very in it for the money. He only rescues Leia because the money. And at the That's, end, he comes and back he and comes saves back the day. And sa- yeah, yeah. Well, so, actually, really, he doesn't save the day. Well, he helps Luke save he the day. Luke he gets an assist. So what are your thoughts on the lightsaber fight in this movie between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader? What are your thoughts on that? That was the one of the coolest... Uh, lightsaber fights I think I've ever seen because Grayson likes to show me a lot of clips of like cool lightsaber fights or cool scenes and stuff and I've seen quite a few and that was one of the coolest I think I've seen it definitely is but I think they hadn't really worked out how they were going to be because yeah. it was more like fencing in this movie did you notice? yeah I noticed they, they were a little bit more light kind mm-hmm. of you know just little but props to Alec Guinness who played Obi-Wan that he is an old man when he, he was is. doing that, he and he a... did that, he did great. That, yeah. Props to him, and same for David Prowse in the Vader suit. They made that look convincing. Yeah, it really did. But the thing is, when you look on this lightsaber scene, and you look on Revenge uh, of the Sith, where Obi Wan and Anakin are doing CGI flips all over scene, each other, it's just crazy mm-hmm. to see it how is much how it's far grown it's progressed. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you prefer the CGI flips all about, or do you prefer the more more tame Luke versus Vader? You know. Lightsaber scenes are more like fencing, more like sword fighting. Well, I don't know. I really like the um, flips and stuff. I think it adds a lot to mm-hmm. uh, them fighting. You think maybe a good balance between the two? Yeah, I think a good balance between the two would be okay. Would be a better added. So, did you feel anything when Biggs died? I didn't because I didn't really know anything about this. Because you're a heartless monster that does not care about human <laughs> death. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Like I'm sad. Obviously, he died, but I didn't care. He had such a good mustache, though. Did you see the mustache? He did have a good mustache. Yeah, he did. But it's kind of sad. I know it's sad for Luke because, I mean, both of his best friends died, so. Who's his other best friend they're talking about? Oh, Obi-Wan? You're saying he's best friends with (laughs) Obi-Wan? No. Saying he's best friends with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru? No, what's his name? Biggs and... Wedge? Yeah, him. Wedge didn't die. He didn't? Not? Oh. You clearly weren't paying attention enough. We're going to have to rewatch it, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week with more New Hope content. <laughs> no, we're not. Cut the whole thing out. I'm not cutting that. No, it's I staying in. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What do you think of the cute little moment between 3PO and R2 where 3PO says he'll donate his gears to help R2 be fixed? That scene was probably the best scene in all of Star Wars because... Oh, oh wow, wow, wow. Big call. <laughs> I, in cuteness way, I oh, guess, because okay. there's not very many cute scenes what in Star Wars. What about Baby so. Yoda? A little, little Gwogu. Well, he's not in the movies. Well, he's t- too small. He's, he's behind everybody's foot. You can't see him. He's too small. Yeah, he's He's in small. every single movie, though. <laughs> Did you not know that? He's behind all of their legs. Baby Yoda is. Grogu. What? Yeah. Did you not know that? No. Wait, what? I got her, everybody. I oh, tri- my God. I, tri- I tricked her real good. This little, little fool I'm doing this podcast with. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I thought it was real, real cute because the whole yeah. movie, three PO and R two, kind of seemed like enemies. Like they were kind of yelling at each other quite a lot, you know. Yeah. And so it, it really shows that three PO, oh, he does actually really care yeah. about R two. Because that in in uh, when they're on the desert or where were they? On Tatooine. When they're on Tatooine, I mean, they went their separate ways, you know, yeah. which is crazy. Three PO kicked him. <laughs> kicked R two. And then at the in the end, they you know made up and. Made up and had a big party. Yeah, had a big party. Well, let's talk. Speaking of big parties, let's talk about the end of the movie. That's what I was gonna say. Um, so you talk about yours first, and I'll. Okay, gotcha. Uh, 
I think it's absolutely amazing. It, it is. is 100% down to the song that plays at the end. It's yeah. that upbeat Star Wars anthem, and mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. And it look, look, I'm going to be honest. It is super cliche mm-hmm. for the, the three main heroes, or really just two, because Chewbacca doesn't get a medal. To Cri- get medals? Criminally. It's so cliche for the, the, the beautiful princess to just hand out medals to the yeah. heroes of the day. It's super cliche, but it 100% works, I think. Yeah, I think the way just George Lucas made it and how it went with the movie it just it it worked i also love uh luke's jacket as i mentioned before big huge fan of that this podcast was almost named uh, luke's yellow jacket simping Uh (laughs) uh-huh anyways then the thing on that though why didn't Chewie get a medal? Yeah, look. Okay, he did as much as they actually no he did he did he did a bit but it's it's in a comic where it's referenced that uh wookies don't actually care about like trophies that's not a part of their culture yeah. and that's why it's been explained away but in episode 9 actually Maz Kanata gives Chewbacca Han's original medal yeah. which had been passed down to Leia and then she died in episode 9 yeah. and Maz Kanata gave it to Chewbacca so it came full circle everybody yep. so it went from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie mm-hmm. so so that's that's a really cool that's a really cool touch. But the end of the movie is absolutely amazing. Well, and with that, that pretty much concludes our review of A New Hope. It is an amazing movie, possibly I, yeah. the greatest movie. Of all I recommend time. to go watch it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, even though I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I even did Finley, enjoy it. Yeah, even yeah. you, who's not a huge Star Wars fan, would you say people who maybe haven't seen any Star Wars movies, this is the one to go in on? I think so, because it kind of tells you everything that's going to happen before that it would happen before and mm-hmm. after all of it. I so. definitely agree. I definitely agree. And that pretty much concludes our review. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Are you are you two people who made it this yeah. far? Uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify if you want to hear more of me and Finley yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe leave a nice review if you want, or or don't. It's fine. And if you have any questions about uh, these things or you have conflict with us, then leave it in a comment. Or... Hopefully not conflict. I don't <laughs> know what that means. If you have any disagreements with us, so leave them in a comment so you can. Or talk please about tweet it. at us at, yeah. at Movie Muppets on Twitter. Uh, So check out the Twitter at Movie Muppets again. Uh See you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. We did it, Finley. We did. We're now internet fame. Hey, everybody. This is a minor edit from later because we're (laughs) professional podcasters, but we actually forgot for Finley to reveal the movie we're going to review next week. Yeah. So, Finley, what is that movie? All right. So the movie, Knives Out. Wow. Well, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be fun talk. I got a lot of things to say about that movie. Yeah, I think I do too. And even more about the director, Ryan Johnson. Uh, but anyways, uh, everybody, have a, have a nice time. Stay safe out there, everybody.